The Thrive Global Podcast is a production of Thrive Global and iHeartRadio. I wanted to apply that to my life, and I also thought it was so beautiful. Everything that they created, there was intention to it. Hello, I'm Arianna Huffington, and welcome to the Thrive Global Podcast. Each week, we are having candid conversations with top business leaders, celebrities, athletes, and influencers to explore how they go from surviving to thriving, and how you can too. Michelle Fan was one of the earliest YouTube stars. She began posting her beauty tutorials on the platform back in 2006, when she was only 19. She quickly became hugely successful, growing her audience to 8 million, appearing on the cover of magazines and amassing more than 1 billion views on her channel to date. But her success came with a heavy price. After realizing she was unhappy, Michelle made the decision to take a break from her YouTube channel fame and the public eye so she could reset and reconnect with herself. Two years later, she is more centered, happier, running her company, M Cosmetics, and launching two new projects, 24-7 Magic Hour Radio and her premium lifestyle network, Icon, which encourages empowerment through community. Today, we'll be talking about all that, plus burnout, the beauty industry, and how to know when you need to make a big change in your life. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. So let's start with a general question. What's on your mind right now when you woke up this morning? What was kind of forefront in your consciousness? Every day, I guess it's different, just because every new day brings in different perspectives, I would say this morning, the first thing that I thought of was actually talking to you. You know, I was actually very excited to meet you. I've been a huge fan of your work and also just what you've built too and where you're moving more towards now, like Thrive Global and everything. So I was really looking forward to really just meeting you and setting that intention throughout the day. I love that because you are an entrepreneur and you are building constantly. Yes. Let's start with one of the things we are building, which is 24-7 Magic Hour Radio mm-hmm. and your new music platform, Thematic. Yes. Tell us about that. I think most entrepreneurs could agree with this, is that we are essentially problem solvers. We identify a gap in the market. We identify how we can bring a solution to that gap and bridging it together for the users, audience, and consumers. I found with my YouTube channel, because I took a hiatus two years ago on it, which is something you don't really hear from a lot of YouTubers. I like to make this comparison that being a YouTuber is like being an Uber driver and your car is your channel. Uber drivers are not going to make money unless they're driving that car. And essentially that's the same as a YouTuber. You have to make content on a pretty consistent daily basis because people in the audience, they love seeing new content every week, every day. And that's why the burnout rate is so high. And I've been creating content since I was 19 for 10 years. And I reached that limit of burning out. I was tired. I wasn't creating anything I was proud of. And that was why I took a break. But most YouTubers don't have that luxury of taking a break because that's their means of income. That's how they can bring in revenue and everything. So I was very lucky to be able to have a break because one, I was able to build a business outside of my own bandwidth, essentially other businesses that didn't require for me to always be on camera Mm -hmm. all the time. And because I made that investment 
it was a good gamble in a sense. I was able to buy myself time. And that's something that I do tell a lot of people. Money may not buy happiness, but it does buy time. Mm -hmm. It buys comfort and time. And I was able to buy myself time to take a few steps back and reflect and really think about where am I going to go in the next 10 years? And so Magic Hour Radio was my way to give a safe platform for my viewers who still miss me. They still come on my channel. They're still waiting for another video. And it's my way to like give them really nice calming music that they can listen to while they're studying, while they're working out, while they're getting ready throughout their day and setting that positive intention. And you created that while you were taking a hiatus from YouTube. Yes, yes. And the same with the thematic music platform. With thematic, again, we're going back to solving problems. As a creator, I found, and I'm sure you know this because you create content too, music is very important. It's an important component when you're creating any visual content because people love to be engaged and music helps tell that story. And a lot of creators and YouTubers, when they're creating their content, oftentimes one aspect that is often overlooked but very quintessential is music, like finding good music that they can use, that they don't have to deal with like licensing, copyright issues, takedowns. And so I found that myself included, I would spend hours looking for music that I can use on my channel and my videos, and I would waste a lot of time trying to find the right songs. And so this was why I wanted to create Thematic. Mm. It's an easier way to connect video creators and YouTubers to music artists who are looking for a new outlet, a new audience to expose their music to. So it's a promotional platform, peer-to-peer platform where they can exchange. On one end, they're exchanging their influence. And on the other end, the music artist is exchanging and giving music. And so it's a win-win situation for both. It's bringing supply and demand together. Yes. And yes. Uh, but uh, could we use it at Thrive Global for our videos? Yeah, Could anybody yeah, sure. use it? Yeah, um, if you're a creator, yes. um, definitely check out the website. Um, Fantastic. We will, because we have a lot of video producers and it would be fantastic to be able to as you said not waste so much time seeing what you can use that you're allowed to use exactly and we're seeing this with article 13 and 16 in the eu that it's going to become harder and harder for creators to use anything copyrighted because now youtube has to take liability Mm -hmm. instead and so that's why they're also taking down a lot of videos anything copyrighted so we're seeing that the laws now are catching up to all these new innovations, all these new like tech companies. And this is why like I'm also very interested in just seeing the future and seeing where we're moving towards, which I believe is decentralization of power, content, money, everything in that realm. And of course, Icon is the lifestyle network. Yes. Well, Icon was this joint venture that I had with Endemol, but I left it two years ago. I had to take a break from everything, everything. Like I had another company that I was working with and I had so many contracts. And something that I learned about myself was I didn't know how to say no because I I was always taught. And I think a lot of people are taught this from the beginning. Take every opportunity because you never know it's your last. Right. But what I've learned is sometimes not every opportunity is made for you. And it's okay to say no. Like the power of saying no can save you a lot of stress and time. And so two years ago, I had to start saying no because my mental health was it was just affecting me. It was becoming just harder and harder for me to think clearly. And turning down all that volume really helped me recenter myself again. How did it manifest itself? Was it anxiety? Was it depression? Was it burnout? I think a little bit of both. I saw symptoms of depression, of course, anxiety too. You know you have a problem when you hear your phone vibrate and you start feeling stressed out. Like that's when you realize, okay, I have a problem. Burnout too. I would sleep five hours a day. And this is why I love that you are (laughs) emphasizing more on sleep too, because I think 
sleeping and just getting rest is so important. And we don't really emphasize that in society because society today tells us that being busy is good. You have to be busy. But what does that even mean now to be busy? Is it to be busy or is it to be more efficient with your time? Mm -hmm. And I think now there's this shift where people are trying to look for more answers in this realm. Exactly. It's all changing. But when you decided to take that break two years ago, it was still sort of in the early days of us realizing how many casualties there are of this way of living and powering through everything. Absolutely. What was the moment that made you decide I'm doing that? It's a very big decision. I always tell my friends whenever we're at parties, at the height of the party, that's when I like to leave. So when the party is at its height, the most exciting, that's when I like to dip. Because people will remember you at the height of the party. Applying that also to my career, like I was on the front cover of Forbes. I was on the front cover of so many magazines and being Asian American and not seeing someone like myself growing up on front covers of these very prestigious magazines. I just knew that this is good. This is a good exit for me because I found that there's a lot of people that I knew within my industry, whether it was in tech or also in the influencer YouTube space, people are always trying to do better than the last, just pushing themselves and pushing themselves. But for me, like at what cost? When was the last time you spent meaningful time with your family, with your friends, with yourself even, and chasing after these numbers for what? Yes, it, it is in a sense of success, but it's more at this point for your ego rather than mm -hmm. trying to solve something or bring meaning. So once I knew I, I reached the ceiling, I would be okay stepping away from all of that because I knew that in life, when you're on your deathbed, you're not going to think about, oh, I should have taken that meeting or you're not going to think about that. You're going to reflect on all the memories you've created with all the people that you love. And I want to be able to create those memories. And so I knew this amount of money that I made, I can do this now. I can finally have create more memories with my mom and with my families and friends. And did your mom approve of your decision? Did everybody around you approve? They did. Or did you have any naysayers, any people who said, don't mm. do that now? I had a lot of industry people, but I think they were also reflecting their insecurities yes. inside. They also knew, wow, Michelle's taking a break. I know I should be taking a break too. They didn't want to take a break. And so they reflected that onto me. They were marrying what they were feeling inside onto me. I listened and I heard. I heard them, but I am an Aries. And so I am very led by how I think and how I feel. And once I made my decision, I just knew this is the right decision for me. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, Crest 3D White. And we are back with the Thrive Global podcast. Let's rejoin the conversation. And then you woke up having made the decision. What did you do differently? Well, after I decided that I was going to take a break, a hiatus, and I also had the financial means to do so, I decided to travel. I think traveling helps expand your mind. It also offers so many different perspectives. And I knew that with these perspectives, it's going to help me see the world differently. And it's also going to help me think differently too, because if I'm in a rut and I'm stressed out and have anxiety, it's because I'm putting myself in this perpetual cycle stress, anxiety. And so if I remove myself from that environment, if I start seeing the world and I traveled to, to beautiful places, Europe, Egypt was my favorite place because I loved Egyptian history. I just wanted to gain more perspective and see how the rest of the world lives because the rest of the world, sometimes I feel like living in LA, you're in this bubble. Mm -hmm. Everyone's trying to be someone and they're trying to 
secure something. They're trying to chase after their dreams. But on the other side of the world, some people, they're happy with very little. Like I find that they're actually happier mm-hmm. with very little because they're not living in such a complicated society where everyone's trying to compete with each other and measure their lives with someone else online. I do know as a creator, a lot of things that you see on Instagram and on YouTube, people are just showing the best side. They're not showing what really happens behind closed doors. And that's why I tell a lot of my viewers and followers, like, don't compare your life to mine Mm -hmm. because it's like a movie trailer. I'm showing you the best cuts, (laughs) but I'm not going to show you all the bad things. But I see there is this shift now where people are becoming more transparent and more genuine because there is something very important about connecting to real people who have real issues and real problems. And I think it's awesome, like, with what you're creating your platform, people have a platform now where they can talk about these issues and they feel like there is a safe space for that. So do you see yourself as a teacher as well as an entrepreneur? Because I'm sure when you made that decision and when you spoke about it, a lot of people must have reacted in a way that made a change in their lives. I think so. I do know that now when I go back and I'll read comments from my last video that I uploaded People told me that they took a decision to take a break too. And yeah, it disappointed their families, but ultimately it is their life. It is their choice. And they were inspired by me. However, I never really saw myself as a teacher teacher because I don't think I know everything. I actually don't. Every day I'm always trying to learn something new. If anything, I feel like I'm just someone who is sharing. Like I share Mm -hmm. what works for me. And this is why online world has become probably one of the most important inventions in the 21st century because we are so connected more than ever. And we're getting a lot of perspectives and point of views from all walks of life. And I think this helps us become more conscious and helps us develop more empathy for everyone else. And originally my audience, they were at first really sad that I was leaving, but then they realized, you know, it's important to take a break too. So I'm seeing now a lot of other YouTubers are also taking breaks because they're also getting a lot of burnt out, Instagrammers too. And also one idea I want to discuss with you is the idea of embedding some small micro steps of renewal within our daily rituals. Because not everybody can leave their job. As you said, right. we are very grateful that you yes. have the financial independence and go traveling, but everybody can take a few moments during the day to stop, to remember what they're grateful for. So tell me about the idea of makeup as a ritual in Egypt. Well, when I was in Egypt, I was so fascinated with the history and the culture, archaic Egypt, that being said, just archaic Egypt and what it was and what it meant and how in the ancient days, magic was part of that ritual. They didn't see magic as anything negative. Magic was like science for them. And also makeup was part of that too. And what I loved about the Egyptians' philosophy on beauty and makeup is it's part function and form. Yes, it is part vanity, but it is a form of expression. And so part of that function was eyeliner, for example, was used, it was antimicrobial. So it was actually helping them keep their eyes clean and also built-in sunglasses because it was very hot in Egypt. And so when they wear their eyeliner, it was a way for them to reduce any of the sun glare. So it was functional and also beautiful. And this is something that I've noticed a lot in Egypt. There's part function and meaning intention, Mm -hmm. but also part beauty too. Beauty being that expression, like the masculine and feminine, both sides of the energy, like the, the function being the masculine and the beauty being the feminine and how they bridge the two harmonies together. This 
duality. And I wanted to apply that to my life. And I also thought it was so beautiful. Everything that they created, there was intention to it. So that was my biggest takeaway after I left Egypt was it is intention. When you're building a temple or you're creating makeup, it's not random. Like there is mm -hmm. meaning to all of this. And there's a sense of science to it and function and form, but also a sense of beauty to it too. And I decided to take that philosophy and apply it to my own brand too. I love that. And at BeautyCon, I talked about how do you add a ritual while you're making up or right. while you are taking your makeup off and a ritual of I'm grateful about these three things in my life yes. or my intention is to create this, this day, this state of mind or how to show up with my friends, whatever it is, it can be right. really tiny. Right. But it takes us away from this rumination and worry and anxiety that so often is our default set. It is. I never saw beauty makeup as its own category. I always found that beauty is part of wellness. It helps you feel better about yourself, wellness, like self-care, wellness, being better, feeling better, thinking better. All three of those aspects are so important. And I think before people saw makeup as there was a negative connotation attached to it. It's vain. It's vanity. No, it's not vain. It's self-expression. I think that's an important part of the human experience is that we can express how we feel, how we think, and express it in our face, in our fashion, in our hair, in decor, everything. And this is what makes us so unique as a species, right? So beauty to me and self-care has always been about making yourself feel good because Sometimes you have to see it on the outside to feel it in the inside, you know? And so that's why like when you do like a winged eyeliner or you wear a bold lip, you just feel powerful. It's like wearing stilettos. Like you just feel taller and more powerful. Or if you want to wear sneakers, you feel stronger. So beauty, the intention of beauty, I think now people are seeing it differently and experiencing it differently. And I love that you talk about the mantras and setting that intention. And I like to end my ritual with always doing everything for the highest good mm -hmm. and highest purpose. I love that. And also, it's great to remember that there is something about the inner glow, like when we feel good about ourselves and we are confident, then there is a kind of inner radiance and glow there is, that yeah. uh, ultimately is such an enhancement of whatever we've done with makeup. I agree, yes. And are you finding more people recognizing that? Because there was a time when feeling that you put on the right makeup was supposed to be enough, and now we know it's not. A veneer can only take you so far. The surface level, I think people know now that how you truly feel, it reflects in your eyes. Like you could tell a lot about a person just looking at their eyes, if they're truly happy. There's that glow, like you said, that glisten. The power of the mind, the power of thought can change everything. If you think and you truly feel good about yourself, it does reflect. And why is it that, for example, like a woman, when she's pregnant, she has that glow. Yes. Like she's happy. She's happy. She has like this life growing inside of her. It's beautiful. And I'm sure there's like a science behind that too. But in a way, thought can also change and affect our hormones too, like how you feel. And I think it's really powerful just thought. So when I have people who DM me, they message me, they leave comments and they tell me how depressed they are because they go online and they feel like they're not good enough. The first thing I tell them is just stop watching these people. Follow more cat accounts and dogs and follow accounts that serve you, that elevate you your joy. energy. Yeah, that brings you joy. If you are choosing to watch and follow these people who you are comparing your lives to, like essentially that is your choice in a way. So you have to empower yourself with choice. You have the choice to not watch that and view that because the online world is so infinite when it comes to all the knowledge. 
And if you're choosing only to focus on this, then that means there's something inside of you that's hurt. And maybe unfollow and find time to heal that inner child and you heal that inner hurt and identify what it is that's causing that hurt. Have you taken time to do that? Because we all have inner hurts. Have you taken time? I have. I have taken time. I spent a lot of time just being by myself, being alone. I think it's actually very important to be alone. I know there's so many people who are scared of being alone or they don't want to be alone or they feel lonely, but I tell them there is an art to being alone and not lonely. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, Crest 3D White. And we are back with the Thrive Global podcast. Let's rejoin the conversation. Were you raised in any particular spiritual tradition? Not necessarily. My mom, she was an immigrant from the Vietnam War. And so I grew up with a mom who had post-traumatic stress disorder. Our family, they were Buddhist and That was something that she grew up with, her tradition. And so we were Buddhists growing up, and then later she found Christianity, and that really spoke to her and her spirit. But growing up, I always knew since I was a child that there was something beyond our world. And I think a lot of children, that's why so many of them, they see things that we don't see. Perhaps we can say because their mind hasn't been tainted by what we tell them, like, oh, what you're seeing is not real. And in my case, when I was a child, I remember like, I don't know why, but I would always speak to plants. My mom told me I would always sing to plants and speak to them when I was a child. And I told her, I don't remember telling her this, but I told her that whenever we talk to plants and we speak to them, they'll grow better. They're happier. And so I read this interesting book called Secret Life of Plants. I don't know if you've ever read it. Love this book, super fantastic, but it talks about how plants do have consciousness. And even though they don't share a central nervous system like we do, they don't have eyes or ears, they're still very aware and they have consciousness that we are still learning about. Like, for example, there was a test where they were growing this plant and they wanted to see can the roots of the plant grow towards the sound of water, just the sound of water, but plants don't have ears. So how would they know there's water there? And so they did this test where they had a speaker on the left side. And sure enough, the plant was going towards the speakers, thinking there's water there. Mm. So there is something like beyond the veil that we know of that I also believe the ancients knew about too. I think it's so interesting that you have inhabiting two worlds and you are bringing them together. One is the beauty industry and the world of YouTube, which can pull us to the surface of our lives. Absolutely. And then you're also very drawn to a deeper part of ourselves through spiritual traditions, through ritual. Do you see these two worlds being integrated through your work? Naturally, yes, I do. Because I know earlier on when I started my YouTube channel and I was making all these videos, a lot of my viewers weren't even doing the makeup. They were just watching it to listen. It was a therapeutic way for them to like put something on in the background and they were in a very meditative state. I do think that part of my philosophy in life is just putting yourself more in a meditative state, in the state of alpha. So I know like when you're in the meditative state, you're able to read better and observe better and also retain more knowledge. When people are stressed out in the beta state, they're not able to retain a lot of knowledge. And I think this is a philosophy that I didn't even know about that I applied in all of my videos and everything I create. There's always intention. There's always that meditative state too, where you are one with yourself, you're one with your environment and your thoughts and your heart and your consciousness. What is so interesting is that you being absorbed in topics that have nothing to do with your work probably gives you a sense of perspective about everything that's happening. 
Does it help you also manage your own relationship with technology or how much time you spend on social media or scrolling? What's that relationship like? I think my relationship to the online world, it's about connecting with others, but also most importantly, connecting with myself and my thoughts and ideas and my curiosity. I'm a very curious person. And so if I have a question in my head, the first thing I'll do is I'll go online and I'll just start researching and looking things up and reading comments and and just going down this rabbit hole of what if and why and just answering these questions. I've never really been a fan of watching reality shows mm-hmm. because I always thought this is reality. This is more interesting. <laughs> like the reality of now, the reality of the present to me is more interesting than scripted reality shows. And how do you disconnect? Do you sleep with your phone? I don't sleep with my phone, no. When my phone dies, I always tell people the best way to just disconnect is don't keep your phone on the charger. Don't keep your laptop on the charger. When it dies, just let it die. Let it recharge and disconnect yourself from it because Mm -hmm. we are humans. We're not machines. And even a machine shuts off, that should tell a lot about us. We also need time to shut off. So you're very good. You're very disciplined about that. Yeah. I try my best to be. I mean, I have to be also because... I spend so much time online too. And so I, I have to be aware and conscious of how much I'm spending time online. So I'll look at like my screen time, like how much am I spending time on like different apps and everything. And once I see that, I start reducing and so I start taking action. So you're very conscious of that. I have to be, yes. And that's another thing that we're all trying to do and we can all learn from each other. I think so, yes. So let me just end by asking you, what makes you smile? What makes me smile? Hmm. A lot of things. It's hard to say what, it's hard to identify one particular thing, but I just love seeing other people happy. When I see other people smile and they're happy, it's very contagious. A smile is contagious. I will also be happy. So if I'm in an environment where there's a lot of people who are sad, I'll try my best to elevate that environment, to get people to smile. And I'll shift my personality to joke more or to be funny or to liven up the mood. Or if I'm in an environment where everyone's really happy, I like to just be there and be one with them too. And I'm very affected by energies from other people. And that's really important to me. A smile is, I'm so affected by other people's energy. And that's what truly makes me happy is just seeing other people happy. Basically helping people, whether it's through your YouTube channel or your friends that you are with, bring more happiness and joy into their lives. Yeah, Well, thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you for all you're doing. And also thank you for helping so many people realize that taking a break actually often means you can return more creative and more able to fulfill your dreams. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. We hope you heard something that inspires and empowers you. Be sure to follow the Thrive Global podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at podcast at thriveglobal.com or reach out on social media using the hashtag ThrivePodcast. Tell us who you'd like to hear from and what your favorite micro steps are. Until next time, be well and thrive. This podcast is a production of Thrive Global and iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Ariana Huffington. Thrive Global is produced by Sandy Smolens and mixed by Matt Noble at Audiation Studios in Bronxville, New York. Thank you to Lindsay Benoit O'Connell for booking and wrangling our wonderful guests and for providing editorial oversight. 
Derek Clement is our engineer. And special thanks to Nikki Etor and Kari Lieberman. See you next week. Audiation.